Today, I am joined by Allison Danger, um, who is set to make her in-ring return this Thursday after nearly a decade of retirement. Um, you've gone on record about your roller coaster of a, re- uh, of a year that you have had um, this year as you were briefly a coach at WWE's Performance Center. Um, you've done some coaching for Women's Wrestling Army. And now you're going to team up with your nephew, Colby Carino, for the first time ever to take on Brandon and Casey Kirk this Thursday. So take us through your decision to make this in-ring return. It's Colby's fault. It's all Colby's fault. I'll be honest. Um, when he reached out to me, he's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, no. He's like, come on, just one night, one night. You know, it's going to be fun. And I'm just like... Because uh, I had moments when I watched him versus his dad at the Colby 25th anniversary show last uh, August of 2021. I was like, oh, man, they make me want to get back in the ring again. And then I was like, no, it's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he asked me and I was like, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then I texted my brother. I go, is it crazy that I kind of want to do it? And he was like, no, you should totally do it. I'm like, God damn it, you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, here I am. I'm doing it. But I'm only doing one. And it's funny because a lot of people have been like, uh, can we get you for a match? Can we get you for a match? I'm like, no, I'm not getting back in the ring. But I mean, it's my nephew. Like I've gotten to wrestle with my brother and against my brother. So now the wrestle with my nephew, it just kind of comes full circle. For sure. Um, and in fact, your last match, um, as I was looking on cage match, was a, a tag team match in April of 2013. And now you're coming back in a tag match. Um, when I met you this summer at River City Wrestling Con in Jacksonville, um, we talked a little bit about what would go into you returning to the ring um, physically. Um, so what does that process look like for you uh, going into the match and maybe even coming out of the match, both physically and mentally? Oh, we're not telling my doctor I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. So I was regularly seeing a chiropractor down in Orlando and he was able to get my neck feeling better. Um, but my knees are, my knees are bone on bone. I need something called like PRP therapy. Pretty much. It's just like trying to create some space in the knees. So there that's, it's arthritis. It's every 45 year old wrestler has it. So, but it's, it's a little more advanced therapy just to kind of like encourage healing and whatnot. And, but I just, with moving and everything, I haven't been able to do it. So I'm like, all right, as long as my knees, like in workouts and stuff, like my knees hold up. It's the afterwards where it's, it's achy and it's sore. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's going to be some ice packs waiting for me at the hotel. I bet. Um, so yeah, you're teaming with um, your nephew Colby for the first time. Um, you mentioned that you've been in the ring with your brother Steve before. Have you faced him one-on-one? I've never faced him one-on-one. We did two mixed tag matches against each other. One where he was with Shark Girl and I was with my husband. So that was a lot of fun. And then the other time it was him and Sumi Sakai versus me and Larry Sweeney, which that match is always going to hold a special place in my heart, you know, coming out to Sweeney's music. Like I got to have the feather boa and, and just, just working with him was awesome. He like, he was such a wonderful person and there's nobody like him in the ring, like just that personality. And he got it. He really, really got it. And he knew how to play on the emotions that you needed him to at any time. So like, there's just still a big hole in wrestling. I feel like if we were able to keep him, he would be a freaking millionaire now. 
I have no doubt Sweeney would be absolutely rolling in cash and would still be the exact same person he was years and years ago because that's just who he was. He was amazing. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I always enjoyed working um, with your brother, Stephen NXC. Um, he was one of my favorite coaches to talk to. Um, and uh, so definitely looking forward to seeing how your match with Colby goes um, this Thursday, um, yeah. which it's have you- It's going to be on IWTV, if I'm correct. It will be, so yeah. People can watch it from home. Exactly, yeah. Um, and you'll be stepping in the ring in particular with Casey Kirk. Have you been watching um, any of her matches lately gearing up for this? I watched a little bit of both her and Brandon. Um, definitely a different style than what I do. So- if anyone asks, am I going to go the death match route? Absolutely not. <laughs> that's a hard no for me, dog. Yeah, that that's just not my style. Yeah, she's competed in uh, some of the same places that you have in the past, like CCW and IWA Mid-South. Yeah, yeah, that's, we're going to have a different kind of match. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what her and Brandon bring to the table. Absolutely. Um, and gearing up for this interview, I was listening to your interview earlier this year with um, Renee Paquette on the sessions. Um, and you had mentioned that this year could be your villain origin story or the comeback in the hero's journey. So ahead of your in return this week, where would you say we're at in that journey? <laughs> we're right at the point. We're going to see what happens this week and see what direction I go in. Yeah, 2022 has, um, it's officially cemented itself as the worst year of my life. Um, it's just been, it's been all downs. Like there's so many downs, but, um, you know, I'm trying to hold on to the goods. I am very fortunate that, you know, I have a great family. Um have some oh, outstanding friends who, you know, on days where I just could not pick myself up, they were there to drag me up and, and I'm so grateful. So, so grateful to them. It's just, you know, the hits of 2022 keep coming with losing my job the way I did, um, you know, watching almost everybody from that list go back home and I'm still sitting here. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow. I don't know what the future holds for me, but we'll see. Um, I'm kind of feeling forgotten by wrestling, but there, there was a lot of personal strife this year too, you know, like the, the financial of being stuck in another state and having lost your job is super humbling. Um, you know, if anybody knows how much my cat meant to my family, we lost our cat in July, but honestly, the worst thing was um, we lost our best friend a month ago to COVID and that's been the just absolute worst thing, just the absolute worst thing. It's just been a bit of a nightmare, but you know, we move forward and we never forget him. We celebrate him every day and we're just going to keep doing that. Yeah. The pandemic is certainly not over and it's hard to just keep pushing through in 2022 and even yeah. though it's called COVID-19. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be around forever. I actually caught it oddly enough on my day off at the PC right before Christmas, I went in on my day off and ended up getting COVID and um, I got really lucky. I had a sore throat and an earache, but I, it ran the full 10 days, but I I'm incredibly lucky. It wasn't far, far more serious. It was painful for a couple of days and then it was annoying and then it was fine. And then for like 
a month or two, I noticed like my lung capacity wasn't quite the same, but now, now I feel fine. So I feel, I consider myself very, very lucky that it wasn't much worse. For sure. I know, um, personally when I had at the end of 2020, um, I was sick the whole 10 days as well. And I just noticed my smell starting to come back a little bit more than it was, which is such a, an, 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 an unusual thing. Oh boy. Yeah. I only lost it for like a few, like 12 hours. Really? Yeah. I actually lost it like a day and a half before I finally tested positive because <laughs> I kept testing negative and I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And I'm like, I broke this eardrum in uh, Dortmund, Germany in 2007 and it never got a chance to heal properly. If you look back on old shimmer DVD where I teamed with Serena Deeb at one point, you can actually see all the tape over my ear <laughs> because I couldn't get it patched because I had to come back to the U.S., I was home for a day and a half and I was on a flight to shimmer and I'm like, well, I'll get it patched afterwards. And at that point I was like, well, what's the point? It's already been like a week and a half. No, no reason to go to the doctor now duct tape. <laughs> so, um, this ear still gives me issues to this day, like atmospheric pressure. It changes. I used to joke with people like I could call a storm coming through the air. I'm like, yeah, my ears bothering me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> old timey farmer's almanac. We're getting a big old storm coming out of the West. And so, yeah. Gotta love it. Um, so you were, you came into the performance center as a guest coach um, in 2021, um, kind of in the midst of the pandemic and everything. Um, and then you officially joined them full time for a few months. Um, you said that you haven't heard back from WWE, despite this kind of regime change, is that what is going on? So they know I'd love to come home. I had great conversation with someone there who, you know, was always extremely good to me. And, and that's the thing. Like people are like, aren't you mad at the company? No, I'm mad at the person that fired me because there was no reason for any of us to get fired. Like that was a great, gr- how do you fire Suzuki? Like, dude dude like that guy is incredible and like just all the people on that list were really really great at what they did so to do it you know 10 days after christmas the way it was done like just to gut such a great group of people that it just it wasn't right but i know it wasn't you know you know whose fault it is and it's like okay you'll get yours one day or over the summer and um you know, but like when I talk about, you know, Coach Bloom or, or Shawn Michaels, like they were so good to me. And like Bloom was a fantastic boss to me. I loved the other coaches. Um, and it's like the PC is a great facility. I love the women there. Uh, so, you know, if the opportunity to go back came up, like I'd be open to it. So it would, it would have to look a little different because I have moved out of Florida and stuff. But I mean, I'm also open to going to another promotion. I, I just want to go where I can make the most impact on the women's division. I want where I end back up to make that the premier women's division that everyone goes, oh, I want to work there. You know, at the height of Shimmer, I'd go and do other independent shows and girls would come up to me and they're like, our, our immediate goal is shimmer. 
like we want we want to get to the Berwyn's Eagle Club. We want to get to Chicago. We want to work there, you know. And I'm just like, that's that's great goals, you know. You, know, you should always have evolving goals. And so for me, I want to make my where I land the absolute premier. Like that's where everybody wants to go because they know I'm going to look out for them. I'm going to take care of them, and I'm going to build them in the best ways possible. And I want to have like a really cool locker room where you know not everybody has to be friends, but you know, not everybody's fighting and shenanigans and craziness. Like we can all at least work together. For sure. And over the summer, you began working with um, Women's Wrestling Army um, under the direction of Maria Tanellis Bennett in a coaching role. Um, Tell us how that came together and what that um, experience has been like working with um, women and in a, a space that's run by women. I enjoyed it. You know, her and Bobby Cruz put it together. Bobby Cruz and I go way back, way, way back to like the old early ROH days. And I met Bobby through my brother and through Ring of Honor. So Bobby knew what I, what I was capable of. And, you know, Maria and I have never really worked together, but we were always like ships passing in the night. We'd always be like, Hey, great to see you. And then go on to our own thing. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, they really want to build something special. And I like being a part of it. And I like the roster. You know, it was my first time being there at the Logan Square in Chicago. And like, I I enjoyed the locker room. I got to work with a lot of new people. Um, So that was really great. Like just seeing, you know, touching different talent. Shouldn't probably say it like that. But, you know, expanding my reach to different talent and, and seeing what's going on there. Because I pride myself on really knowing what's going on in different women's divisions, both on a, on a, you know, TV level or on an independent level. Absolutely. Um, and I guess, uh, have you seen any matches, um, or storylines that stand out to you this year in particular, um, from any of the companies, um, that have been your favorite to watch? I love what's being done with Rhea Ripley. I, I, I'm enjoying her so much. Like she's just a cool person behind the scenes and to see her doing something different, something special. I'm loving that. Um, really liking damage control. I, I love the connection of those three. Like Bailey is a heel. Uh, just, she's so good. She's so good. And you know, and if I pop over to, you know, AEW, I'm really happy to see Athena there because I think she brings a lot to the table. And I think she's going to be great for the locker room. And, you know, she's a no-nonsense kind of gal, and she, but she knows how to get it done. 17 years around, she's smart. People don't realize how smart she is to wrestling. And then um, slightly off subject, I don't know, have you seen the clip of her husband wrestling Keith Lee? I don't Where he gets chopped by Keith Lee. He goes down, dies, and then they play a Sarah McLaughlin song as he's just laying there in the ring. Honestly, 2022, that, that's the completed, you know, little viral clip for me because I thought that was hilarious. It was just so well-timed. And, you know, I really think uh, Matthew Palmer is, is a good mind in wrestling too. But, um, you know, I like with Impact. I feel Impact, the women there, and I could be wrong, I feel like they get the most creative freedom there. Like they really, they really get to go outside the box, which I think we need to do more of that in women's wrestling. So, 
you know, there's good things on all ends. I would like to see more women behind the scenes on the creative process, because at the end of the day, these are still groups of women telling men's stories. You know, it's, it's men's words in their mouths for promos. And um, there's been times where I see these promos and, you know, for someone, some people have to have their scripted. Some people are very comfortable doing their own thing and making sure that they put their touch on it. And I can always tell when something was written for someone, but like who does, who isn't quite in touch with thing. I would hear it and I'd be like, there's no way another, there's no way a woman would say that. There's yeah. no way a woman would act like that. Like, you know, we've had a problem over the years and it's not as bad now where a woman's value in the ring was what was her connection to a man on the roster, whether it was women fighting over a dude or they're dating a dude or love angle this or that. And it's just like, no man, the women can be their whole own division and there does not have to be overflow. I mean, there can be crossover, but like, let's be smart. Let's be creative with it. And that's why I really like the stuff with Rhea because, you know, she's not there. For the dude, she's there because she's Rhea freaking Ripley. She's a mommy. <laughs> and I, I just love that. For sure. Um, were you able to have a say in any promos or produce any matches or kind of just get involved hands-on like that while you were in NXT? So promo-wise, I don't get involved in those as a producer. Really, my stuff is just hey, making sure we fit the segment into the proper amount of time, making sure cameras know where to go and everybody knows what's expected of them. Creatively, I don't get any say or involvement. That is for the writing team. That's between the writing team and the wrestler. Gotcha. Um, While you were at the PC, um, did you have any coaching moments um, or anything of the like that like kind of solidified that feeling of this is you know what I meant to do and kind of gave you that sense of accomplishment while being there oh my gosh every day every day I I was that wide-eyed bushy-tailed kid on the first day of school walking in there going I get to go to work it was never a I have to go to work kind of thing it was I get to go to work like this is the coolest thing and especially walking in on days with my brother I'm like, look at us, two weirdos from Winnipeg. You know, who would have thought growing up in Pennsylvania, we'd be, we'd be here, we'd be doing this. And so, but I mean, seeing young town, like seeing the Vegas recruits growing, that was awesome. Cause I got to be one of the coaches at the Vegas trial. I wasn't even signed yet. I actually got, I was actually the last one of the group to get signed because the Vegas kids all got signed. And then I got the call and I'm like, Oh, I'm part of the Vegas recruits. Okay. And, um, people don't realize, like I started guest coaching at the end of 2020. So, and I was there four times as a guest coach. And then I did the Vegas tryouts, which is pretty funny. Cause I think I'm the female guest coach that came the most times. But like, also I stayed very under the radar. People did not know that I was there. People did not know I had even guest coached till the third time I was there. And it's only cause I got seen with um, uh, Zelina Vega. Cause I said hi to her. We stood at the ring for a moment, walked away. And like later that night, Meltzer is breaking it. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. So, you know, when it comes to social media and stuff like that, I put out what I want to put out, but like, other than that, I keep things pretty quiet, pretty private. 
Um, so nobody knew that I was there for that much time. And then I was signed for those three months, but, uh, you know, seeing the Vegas recruits growing, that's awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed Erica Yan when I was there and watching her pick things up and grow. And then, uh, Tiffany Stratton, like at first I wasn't hundred percent sure about her. I'm like, ah, oh, obviously she's beautiful girl, great shape. You know, I'm like, what's her motivation. And then one day I happened to be at extra ring and she popped in. She's like, Hey coach, what are you doing? And I was just killing time between classes. And so I was watching Hoda like back in the day, like Japan. And I was like, oh, I'm just watching some Japanese women's wrestling. You want to join me? And she goes, yeah. And she sits down and we just spent like half an hour. And I'm like, okay, this is this person. And this is this part. And she was just drinking in and she's like, can we go into the ring and try some stuff? I'm like, let's go. And after that, I was like, I love this kid. I love this kid so much. And I loved her match with Wendy, the lights out stuff. And, you know, I really think that she's putting the work in. So um, she's going to make millions too. That, oh yeah. She's, she's going to be, she's going to be something big someday. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to her return after her, after she had that lights out match against Wendy Chu. Felt like yeah. she was just kind of hitting her stride this summer, but I'm sure she's going to come back even bigger and better than ever. I think so too. Um, so Russell Zone does a, a watch list feature where we kind of look at um, a wrestler's most complete match um, that kind of showcases everything um, that they can do basically. Do you have any at the top of your mind from your own career um, that stick out as a match that states this is Alice in Danger? I would say first match, me and Becky Lynch at Shimmer. Volume three. Yeah, I'd say that. Because that was thrown together extremely quick. Extremely quick. It was more never met each other. Hey, I'm Becky. Hey, danger. This, 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 high five. And then we went out to the ring. <laughs> like that was that was the conversation. I want to say like her flight was delayed or something. I mean, this was years ago. Um, I want to say her flight was delayed. So she got there like not long before our match. She might've even been like changing in the car. If I remember properly, I'd have to like text her and ask her one day, but uh, just to go out there with very little conversation, not even knowing each other and to like get through, especially like the technical game. I, I just am always really, really proud of that match. So when I tell people, you know, you get a feel of like who I am as a baby face and you know what I can do. That's one of the matches I jumped to pretty quick. Awesome. I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, do you Streamshimmer.com. Have... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, do you find that you have any other opponents that you were able to maybe put together matches with in a magical way, like on the fly without much preparation? Or is it better when you kind of, you know, lay everything out to get to where you want to be? I like to have less. I like to, I like to feel the moment, feel the crowd, see how it's going. I feel if I have A through Z locked in and something goes wrong at H, what do I do with the rest of the letters? So I like to have less stuff planned. Um, me and cheerleader Melissa brought out like the more violent sides of each other. Like we would just get in there and just kick the crap out of each other. Um, I feel like me and Sarah Del Rey had good chemistry, both as a tag and as opponents, um, you know, crack about me <laughs> but yeah I mean I always had good stuff with Daisy Hayes I always felt really comfortable with mischief back in the day um as a tag team I feel like me and Leva were really really good together 
um, personality wise, getting things through wise. And, and I really cherish the time I had with her as a partner. For sure. To my in-ring life partner. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as we wrap things up here, looking beyond October 27th, what is next for Alice in Danger? So I got the 27th with Colby. We're doing the 28th. We're doing a seminar at the H2O facility. So if anyone in the Northeast wants to get some training in with some Carinos, that's uh, the information's on Twitter. They can go to mine or Colby's and they'll find it. Uh, the following week, Wrestling Women's Army is returning to Chicago. I will be there. And immediately I'm going over to Brooklyn to do Catalyst Wrestling. They've brought me on as a commissioner and I help backstage and, and I just did that one in September and I, and I quite enjoyed working there and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. And it's great because Colby's there. So I get to spend more time with Colby and I love right. that. And yeah, from there, I don't know. I'm available. Um, do I want to wrestle again? No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. 27th. We're good. After that, my heart's in coaching. Yeah. I want to continue leaving my mark on women and just like helping. I want to make sure that re women's wrestling does not slide backwards. And I think in some instances, it has in certain like writing or way things have been established. And I want to make sure that like, no, we just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. There's, I would say at this point in time, there's more incredible talent available to us than ever. So I want to make sure that it gets developed properly and that good stuff gets passed on from generation to generation to generation. Well, that's good to hear because I think as fans, we, we want all of that as well. So I'm definitely yeah. glad that um, you're involved with that. And uh, so, um, yeah, Allison Danger returns to the ring alongside Colby Carino at Sean Henderson presents Colby Carino's Painted Black this Thursday, October 27th at the H2O Wrestling Center in Williamstown, New Jersey. Tickets are $25 at the door. And if you can't make it in person, the event is streaming live on IWTV, which I will definitely be checking out. So nice. Allison, and I think you can take it. afterwards. <laughs> yes. I had to get Wawa while I was in down in uh, Orlando this week because we don't have it here in the Carolinas. No, we don't. And we need a Bucky's too. I agree. Oh, if they put a Bucky's near me. Oh my God. My husband will never, I will get the Bucky's pajamas. The one piece with the, <laughs> I will do that. That'll be, uh, should be at the top of your Christmas list this year. Oh, nah, I think the new, I think the new golden Knights Jersey is at the top of my list. It glows in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Allison, I thank you for taking the time to chat today, and I wish you all the best um, with your match this Thursday. Thanks, Colby.